Welcome to episode 79 of The End of Stream. I'm Aiden, and I am joined by Brian and Kevin. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and just all-round shit-talkers. And each week we take some of The End of Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney+, Hulu, Apple, Spotify. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week, as suggested by our guest, we watched three seasons of Mr. Inbetween, which is available now on Disney+. It's an Australian black comedy about a hitman's life in Australia. It's great. It's pretty damn good. We're going to talk about that as well as the career of our guest. Our guest this week is Declan Shalvey. He is a comic book artist and writer who has drawn Moon Knight, Venom, Thunderbolts, Northlanders. He's got creator-owned books like Time Before Time, Bog Bodies, and Savage Town. He's currently promoting his new creator-owned book with Image, which is called Old Dog, which will be available on the 28th of September from all good comic book stockists. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the podcast, Declan Shalvey. Oh, thanks for thanks for having me. That was, that was very low, and I expect much bigger energy too. I mean, fanfare, you know, like drums, the whole like uh, orange all... march coming in. <laughs> well, I, I do. Um, yeah, we we do an intro, like we do a pre-record intro at the top anyway, and so we'll give you all of that. I'll make sure to dig out some trumpets. Welcome to the podcast, Declan Shalvey. And okay, so now I sound like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't too far off either. So. After that edit, I definitely look like the asshole. Do you want to do an intro, Kev? Uh, welcome to the fucking English stream. Let's Oof. get down and dirty with Declan. The dirtiest of them so, all. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I just have terrible, uh, terrible um, hygiene. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're doing it on Skype and not yeah. in person. <laughs> so so when we sorry. when we do this with the guests that we've had or, um and it's been, you know, Koi Fam and PJ Holden and, and yourself now, we try and sort of talk a little bit about your your path and your journey through sort of art and, and your career a bit. And then take a a piece of media or a film or television or something that you've been watching and um talk about that. And if there's anything in the news that you like like or there's something else you're enjoying at the moment you know we can we can touch on that as well um uh i mean i'm kind of going i should ask about star trek strange new worlds i know you're you're a bit of a star trek fan i see you chatting with i am jamie t in a fair amount and i know him from the sort of animation oh i'm sorry that's that's kind of the response i was looking for yeah no i have uh, i know jamie a little too well at this stage um (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, i am yeah he's, he's licked my face in a bar uh, it's done worse to me. Uh, I tell you that much. I, the last time I saw him, I have I had bruises from they've just healed, and that was like a, it was like nearly two months ago. Um, so yeah, um, he's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous man. But um, yeah, no, Star Trek is good. Yeah, because I did, a, I had a Star Trek story recently too, so that ties in. So, did you write and draw that, or just write it? Just wrote it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah you're doing a, a lot of writing these days. A bit. Um, yeah. I started a while ago, but um, if something comes up, I'll tend to take it. It's nice to get offered something that isn't art-related because um, there's only yeah. so much I can draw, you know, um, yeah. and there's lots of stories I'd like to do, but I just, I just can't draw them all. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I would have yeah. loved to draw the Star Trek one, but 
I just didn't have time. So, you know, and there's I'm also a fan of artists, so I'm I like working with talented people. Like you know, it makes you look good too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, and writing's easier, anyways. We all know it. No one God, yeah. say <laughs> God. No, I mean, no, it is. It's 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 harder mentally. Yeah, I would say, yeah, but yeah. um, it's easier. Like drawing is way more physical. It just takes longer, longer hours. You know, you really mm. have to slog it. Writing mm. is just kind of more. It's just more kind of mentally draining. But like work wise, it's not. It's not, it's not it's yeah, and it's a little bit more accessible. Hyping. Like you can do it more uh, anywhere. You know, if you have the time. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, you did Star Trek. That must have been a big thing for you because you are a big Star Trek fan. Yeah. Oh no, I was delighted because then. Um, the editor of Star Trek line um, at IGW is Heather Antos, and she edits all of my creator-owned stuff. And I've worked with her since like her Marvel days. Um, so when I saw she, when she told me she was taking over the Star Trek line, I was like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> and she was like, I saw her on Twitter going like, oh, who would do a really good Star Trek story? And I like, she was like, I think she mentioned Chris Eliopoulos, who's a great writer. Like, But I was like sending her like eyes emojis going, you know. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, he would be a great idea, wouldn't he? I'm like, that's. I'm, I'm on my phone going that's not what i fucking meant um but she knew well she knew well she was yeah, just driving yeah. me mad like um no I, i'm a massive star trek fan that story i did actually stephen mooney was doing a story for an anthology years ago and there was talk of me doing one too and that's where i had that idea originally um okay. but when heather invited me to do a story i i i am I, um, I pitched that and i pitched a, um, a wharf and uh, martok story when they were in prison and that's the one they went with the the guy the the O'Brien one, which I was delighted with because I had that story made. It's nice to be able to um, exercise the story from your mm. head. Like I did a I did a Banshee story with um, um, uh, Nick Roach earlier yes. in the year. Again, yeah. that was in my head for a while, so it's nice to it's nice to get them out. I actually, yeah, yeah read, and you 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 sort of drawn that Banshee character a fair few times. He sort of popped up in your at least you've yeah been a little fixated. Oh, I, pitched, on. I, I genuinely pitched a Banshee book to Marvel like like mm. design and everything like you know and it nearly happened twice but didn't quite um but yeah no i don't well mainly just because like you know as a you know we'd been an x-men fan as a kid you was always mm. like we don't talk like that and yeah. i wanted to i wanted to kind of rectify that you know um and and i loved generation x as a kid like when when he was right he ran a team and and he'd been dead and a zombie and crap like that so i kind of wanted to i wanted to take him and make him a badass you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i love the design you did for that book as well uh or the, the banshee design you've done in the past and stuff but i read i read the book that you did with nick roach and very very good yeah really enjoyed it um, oh, those, and that, that's those... that's roughly kind of what i was going to do with the series mm. kind of do a family drama book yeah. but with yeah. fighting <laughs> yeah no it's very cool that's sorry that's every family drama isn't it <laughs> after a few yeah, Guinness. exactly yeah but uh <laughs> but uh how is it is it weird uh drawn in that kind of like i don't know what you say like does, do you have to do anything different to work in that vertical style the infinite infinite kind of oh yeah that was a t- i mean it was i felt bad for you did the x-men of, you did the x-men yeah. the wolverine book as well and i read that one yeah 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 i did that with john hickman then i did one of my own that i wrote and drew but around that time yeah i, w- I wrote that story for nick and that was tough because i kind of wrote it as a five pager and let him kind of figure it out the way i wrote for myself was more like bigger well it was a different story too it was a big action story nick's one was like kind of a more like there wasn't a whole load of action to it it was more restrained Mm -hmm. and it was harder to write it for nick than it was to write for myself because i had a good idea of like what would fit on the page Mm -hmm. and knowing that i'm always going down i'm always going down 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 but 
I think I think so. I was I was I was invited to do more. To I, it was cool. Basically, I had an open door to do more X Men stories mm. in that format. It's just um, the format was interesting and I enjoyed it. But I think I'd had my 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 fun with it. I think I, I was saying there's only so many holes Wolverine can fall down. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's gotta <laughs> be tough though. Yeah, yeah, like but which took us fine. I enjoy again. I enjoyed it, but I I, I stepped off before it became like limiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. So I was going to ask then: Did you watch Strange New Worlds? And did you enjoy it? I did not watch it. Didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> watch it. Yeah, I was misleading there. No, I just haven't had a chance yet. I've yeah. been all wrapped up in the Orville. Um, oh, yeah. I've been loving that, and it came out at the same time. So I kind of one. I said to myself, I don't want to watch two Trek shows at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because then it's going to be a drought. So I'd leave it a bit. But I also I don't have Paramount Plus, and um, I don't want to watch it legally. Um, I have like four different streaming services now at this stage. I'm just like, yeah. it's the only thing I'd watch on it. So I think what I'll do is I'll um, I'll sign up for it and I'll try it. I'll watch the season and then yeah. get off. But I just wait. I was waiting for the whole season to be over, and now I'm kind of in busy promoting old dog and stuff. So I, I don't have a chance to watch it. But I'm um, I'm hearing all the right things. I have not been much of a fan of the recent yeah. track stuff, other yeah. than Lower Decks. Lower Decks is great. Lower Decks um, is great fun, yeah. Yeah, it's actually there's new one today, I think. Was it today? I, I just caught up with it a couple of days ago. There was three or four episodes on Prime, I think, so I just caught up with those. Yeah, it's I watched good. the it's third one two days ago. I think there's a new one today. I'll sure I'll check in a bit. But um, I'm, I'm enjoying that, but the, the, the live-action ones I have not been a fan of. Um, I really, really, really want to. I was arguing with Jamie about it, actually, because he was ripping apart. I'm like, no, 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 they're like, no, it's going to be all right. Like, it'll come around but no um but it sounds like brave new worlds is rectifying all the stuff that i had a problem with yeah um i i i don't know what you specifically had a problem with but like week on week episode by episode with the lads here i was i was like it's it's still good and it's still lovely little self-contained things and it's still hitting the heart of what we want from star trek in terms of like there's these there's a lovely like moment of inspiration about you know what humanity could be or what the federation could be as a collection that's, of that's things what, that's just like that's what yeah. i want yeah like i don't want the, a grim dark well I, I just think trek works better as episodic storytelling mm-hmm. like i don't even think the films are generally like there's a couple of good films don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but like i don't think feature film is the best format for trek um I think episodic television is the best. And and while I loved what DS9 did at the time, mm-hmm. that was very interesting what they did when they were serialized by the last season. Um, everything's serialized now. So I think it was a mistake to make Trek this kind of broader thing they were doing. And uh, mm-hmm. and all the swearing. Oh, for God's sake. Like, I'm yeah. not a prude or anything, but like, why are you, why is Picard say, say, dropping F bombs? Like, you know, oh, like, just, I, I wasn't even thinking about Picard. I was thinking about Discovery. Um, well, Discovery, I, yes. That was, that was, that was I really tried with that. I gave up season three. Yeah, I was just a few episodes in, I was like, just realized I'm like, there's others. I'm forcing myself to watch this because I love Trek. There's other stuff I'd much prefer be watching than this. Like, you know, so I just ultimately was like, nah, I'm I'm, I'm out. And uh, like, like there's no repercussions for anything Michael does. She just does whatever the hell she wants. Like, and then like, oh, just. <laughs> oh, calm down. <laughs> uh, keep going. This is the place for it. She just decides that. Yeah, she's like she's going to Saru. Oh, no, no, you be captain. He's like, I didn't fucking ask you to be captain or not. Like, she's like, no, 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 you should do it. So, like, who asked you? And then she's like, oh, no, I want to be. Oh, no, just no, no, right my head. So I had to stop. 
But no, it sounds like Raven Wars is brilliant. It looks gorgeous. Uh, and I'm hearing all the right things, so I'm definitely going to check it out once I clear a bit of time. It's just even, even in... I think there's maybe it's a second episode. We just we go to dinner in the captain's quarters, and it's like, that's lovely, that's nice. They just like each other. This is great. This is this is the this is the lads playing poker. I'm 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 in. You know. All right. Um, no, no, I can't. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm like I'm not 100 sure I'm going to enjoy it. Like so, that's good to know. I can go in and not worry. Like if it's going to be iffy. So you you mentioned it briefly there. So we should we should probably um, talk about uh, old dog. Yes. Let's see. Do I have I got this down? Uh, I'll do a terrible job with this. Um, yes, Old Dog is a new series that I'm writing, drawing, and coloring um, at Image Comics about a pretty much a disgraced CIA operative who, on his last mission, is sent on a, his final mission. Something goes terribly wrong, and it just changes everything, and he finds himself with an entirely new skill set, and all of a sudden he's in demand and it gives him an opportunity to basically be a spy again, as well as opportunities to kind of like make up for things he got wrong. So he's kind of like, I, I've described mm-hmm. been describing it as, as Winter Soldier meets Mission Impossible. So he's basically this old haggard, like miserable old bollocks who can punch people through walls and leap across buildings. He's like a kind of a, you know, a decrepit Captain America. Epic. <laughs> Like I think you're speaking Brian's language there when you said Mission Impossible meets the Winter Soldier. I think they're Mr. Winter Soldier's a favorite movie, Brian, or your favorite MCU movie. The the, the Falcon Winter Soldier show was a real disappointment for me because I loved the Winter Soldier movie. Um, but it's that kind of yeah, it's that kind of espionage, um, kind of I, I love that side of the Marvel universe. That kind of like you know mm-hmm. um, spy esque super spy kind of type of stuff. So that's where I'm going with it. Basically, it's kind of um, he is a super spy. Uh, that's that's um, that's uh, drafted in by this secretive organization, and I basically just get to kind of like do cool missions. Every every each issue is a self-contained mission, uh, mm-hmm. and you know he's got an objective each time, and he's got to go in, and things go wrong, and he's got to bust some heads. So it's kind of like um, um, one of the things I'm most known for is uh, is when I did Moon Knight, and uh, issue five is one everyone always goes on about, where he fights his way through the whole thing. And I, I want to do more of that. Like I want to, I want to, I want an excuse to draw fight sequences. So that's great. That's Amazing. the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Like I, I think of um, like when I think of your artwork as well. I, I, I do think of that issue, and I think of Steve Dillon as well in terms of like the clarity mm-hmm. of the storytelling and the the framing and moving through page to page. I think about reading Preacher, and I think about reading his Hellblazer stuff, and um, like. I mean, I can't say like you know, oh yeah, definitely like. But I mean, I grew up reading Preacher, so yeah. it's got to be in my DNA somewhere, you know. I think mm-hmm. um, weirdly, John Romita Jr. as well. I am um, when I was growing up, I didn't like his stuff, and then it wasn't until I was older I realized like all like all the X Men stuff he did, and and Daredevil oh, Man Without Fear is one of yeah. like the the books that like had an effect on me. And I'm, I kind of look at his stuff. I'm like, man, actually, I can see a lot of. Not like my style necessarily, but like storytelling compositions and things like that. Um, mm. No, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of clarity. Like not to the stage where it's, I like, I like pages to be interesting, but not at the cost of storytelling. Mm. But I also don't like storytelling to just bog down the art in a page either. So um, it's kind of, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys did the course, you know. Like there's always you want to kind of be interesting enough, but like not lose not have the reader lose where they're where, where they're trying to go so um yeah i'll, I'll take the steve Dillon comparison i'll yeah i'll take that all day so uh, i guess then um you grew up in clare you're born mm-hmm. dublin um 
Yeah, born in Dublin. Um, um, How did like you get move- into the comic end of things, I guess, then? Because, like, for me, it was, like, uh, Pat Ferry had a stall in a market in Dunleary, and he opened a shop mm. in the Dunleary Shopping Centre. That was WoW Comics. It was one of, like, two, three places in Dublin you could get books or... Okay, right. You so where were we getting comics Claire? Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's... Um, well, for me, it was... Um, so there was nothing here. Like, Yeah, so I, I mean, I was born in Dublin, but I like we moved back to, to Clare when I was still a baby. So I, I was reared here. Um, there was no comics. There was none. Like, there was nothing here. But I was in Le Hinch, if you've ever heard of it. It's like a beach town. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. And uh, we were there for whatever... Yeah, it was a sunny day, so everybody goes to Le Hinch. And... Um, I was in uh, an arcade games place and I saw a copy of X-Force, like an American X-Force comic on the stands, on a newsstand, like, like they have in America. Um, <laughs> and I knew I was, I was watching X-Men, like the cartoon, I, and I, you know, back it was in 92, so I would have been 10, 11. Um, mm. So I ran down to my mom and I asked for money so I could go get the X-Men comic. Mm-hmm. And she gave it to me. I ran back up and it was gone. And I threw a hissy fit, like I probably cried, probably bawled my eyes out. So my mom was like, fine, fine, fine. We'll find you an X-Men comic. So we went, um, the local news agency in Ennis um, talked to the lady there and she didn't know what the hell we were on about, but she managed to find a, um, some kind of distributor thing that, where she could find there was a comic called X-Men and she ordered that in for me and that was it. My first issue was issue 35. Well, it's if you remember it. Well, yeah, I'll never forget that. It was drawn by Liam Sharp. Uh, it, was an, oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a Cyclops and Phoenix issue. And I remember that was helpful because like um i knew them from the from the cartoon but like the next issue like was um banshee Sabretooth, emma frost and jubilee and i just remember thinking like where's wolverine yeah. <laughs> I, like, I was like what's going on it was in the middle of a crossover it was like it was probably the most impenetrable time to get into x-men comics but like i was so like you know the feel of the paper and all the old ads they'd have in there and stuff like it just felt like this exotic object um, so that news agent was able to get me those in, and also a spider, amazing spider. Like then the local news agents are gone now, but they started getting in. Um, they got in. I was able to order in Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man, and X Men from them. And then not too long afterwards, Panini started doing those reprints. Yeah, um, I grew up with dozens. Yeah, I remember like, and those were great because they were set a few years after the American con. Well, not set; they were reprinting from years ago. So, mm. I think I was reading the end of the Clone Saga in American comics and the beginning of it in uh, the UK reprints, and they were slowly, slowly you're filling the gap of what mm-hmm. I missed over the years. Um, but I remember um, when the Age of Apocalypse happened, X Men became like Astonishing X Men. But like the lady, the news agent had ordered X Men, so Astonishing X Men was a different title. So for three months, so in X Men, um, Xavier got like um, Legion, like like stabbed him, psychic stabbed him in the head, and and the world ended. And then there was, <laughs> for me, there was no more X Men comics. <laughs> they didn't come for like months, and I thought they just, I thought they stopped. <laughs> I thought X Men was over <laughs> for eight, for ages. Like, and then out of nowhere, it came back like four months later. So I was like, what's going on? Um, but then my mom was really good. She'd give me, she, there was a forbidden planet in Limerick at the time. And my mom would bring me in for my birthday. Um, so I'd pick up comics there. And then sometimes she'd bring me up to Dublin to the Dawson Street, um, place. And she'd basically just dump me in there for the day and she'd fuck off and go and like do shopping with my sister or whatever. And I just, she'd come back like a few hours later and I'd be there like still rooting through. Cause I'd never see like Hulk comics or Flash comics or, 
you know, the only thing I'd really saw was X-Men, Spider-Man, um, see all the Batman comics, uh, I think it was Nightfall happening around then. Can't remember, but, um, yeah. so that was, to me, that was in crazy because there was just so much and I couldn't possibly buy enough stuff, you know, so I had to like yeah. decide like, you know, what, what babies couldn't I bring? Like, um, yeah, man, she's, it was, it's like, again, it was, it was nearly impenetrable to get into comics at the time for me, but I was so like, I was just hooked. Um, but, uh, right. and also helpfully the library, which I just live down the road from now. Um, they used to have Asterix, or they do have, I actually went in and so found them, um, Asterix comics and Tintin comics. So some of that stuff I'd be able to read after school, you know, but, um, that was it. It was a fairly bare bones, like, library for me to, um, to pick from. But like, yeah, I was just hooked. You were hooked. Like, I know for myself then, um, like I, when it came time to sort of go college end of things, I was looking at what was available in regards to that. And I didn't, maybe I didn't look hard enough. I didn't see illustration courses. And my mother was going, do architecture, do banking, do something with money involved. And I was like, well, here's a, here's an animation course. Maybe I could. You nailed it. Maybe I could <laughs> do that. Um, did you go the animation route? Did you go straight into like illustration or? Um... And neither. I, I knew I didn't want to do animation. Um, okay. Everybody, the thing was here. Like saying I want to draw comics was like saying I want to be an astronaut. Like everyone was like, "Is there any money in that?" That um, was it. I was met with something very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I knew I didn't want to do animation because I think I'd read something. It was some Irish guy who was an animator, and he worked on Beauty and the Beast. And the interviewer was like, "Oh wow, that's amazing! You worked on Beauty and the Beast." And he was like, "Yeah, do you know that scene with Belle and the Beast in the den- in the dining hall, whatever dancing?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Wow, yeah, that's mm-hmm. iconic." He's like, "Yeah, I drew his hand." I was like, right, okay, like that didn't seem that appealing to me, you know. Um, so I, but about to be honest, I was never. I always loved animation, but I never wanted to animate. Just wasn't. Mm. Uh, I'd like copy stuff from animation. I'd redraw it, like Ducktales and things like that. But I never, I never got into animation itself. So when I, I didn't know what to do. I um, looked into the Joe Cooper School in America, um, and my mom was like, "Do you know that costs money?" I was like, "Huh." And she's like, yeah, that's not, it's not happening. I was like, oh, right. Okay. So, um, I asked my art teacher and he suggested I go to Limerick School of Art and Design, which was down the road. Um, and they had different courses. There was no animation course that I was aware of. Sorry. There's no illustration course that I was aware of at the time. Um, and I just knew I didn't want to do animation. So I went there. Uh, and I remember I had my interview and I had all these X-Men covers I'd drawn. What I used to do was, because I was reading American comics, I knew that the Panini comics would eventually catch up. So I started doing covers for the books I've read that I knew that because Panini, they used to do new covers for those comics. And I, I was thinking like, in, you know, looking at what they were doing, going, I can do that. So I think my plan was to do all these covers and send them to Panini, but I, I never did in the end. Fucking ages. But um, <laughs> but I did have them for my portfolio and uh, for art college, and I got a very sneering like, "We don't do that here," yeah. um, which was great. Um, and I'd like to think of who actually does art for a career out of that uh, that college now. But anyway, um, but that was yeah, it. So yeah, I went I there told, for. I was told sorry? in my first year. Of, I was told in my first year of college, art wasn't for me. You know. Oh really? I, oh yeah, I was told like uh, I was doing animation in Valley Fervent, and I was told. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, I don't That's notoriously to tough, isn't it? They're yeah, yeah, they're hard on you there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I was just told I'd be better yeah. off curating exhibitions than, you know, submitting to them. Oh god, 
Yeah. I wow. think I think there's a Their little bit year, with Bally yeah. Fermat as well, where and um, you tell me if I'm speaking wrong, but they they have that Disney association from the get go, um, because they were sort of you know half set up with a Disney association to train people for um the Paris studio, um, and they kind of have notions, I guess, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, is the like for the longest time they weren't teaching computer software based animation because they mm. just thought this is a fad. It's not the true traditional. Yeah, yeah. And as a result, their students suffered when it came to looking for work on the other side of it, you know, mm. and they've had to play catch up on Although that. To me, it, seem, it seems to me it's gone the other way now. Like I, so I see people, perhaps this is unfair of me and I only mm. know some people animation, so I, I don't have a whole full picture. But it seems like students are just walking out mm. of colleges into jobs now, like, and they think they have it sorted and like no one, there isn't, my generation had a kind of like, if you got to do this as a job, you're very, very lucky. So yes. did lots of different, like I delivered coal, I worked in construction sites, I did demolition in Mount Joy, I did, you know, I did lots of crap jobs that I hated, mm. but I always knew if I got to do comics, I would be so lucky and I would work hard at it. And mm -hmm. And I could be wrong, but it seems there's a whole generation of students now kind of sauntering into jobs because there's so many studios now. Yeah, yeah. for sure, um, man, 100%. Without having to kind of like do a job that they didn't like and the work ethic is kind of fucked. Again, disclaimer, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's one, it it's one of those things where like I'm, I'm the same. Like I taught in IADT for a while the, on the animation course as well. So you, mm -hmm. get, you get a little careful around how you say things but it's like i've definitely met students that have gone in thinking they're going to be creating great art from the get-go and they get met with the machine of production and they almost i don't have think breakdowns. that's such a that's not such a bad thing though like i think i mean no. i think so it's a reality it, check yeah it can go too far for sure like i'm sure like your generation or people around your generation like had to like it was like a wall where you couldn't do mm. anything creative you know now mm. there's things there's loads more opportunities and stuff but like there is a there's this weird thing about like not paying, like th the idea of paying your dues before you get opportunities seems to be like the most offensive thing you could possibly. And I'm saying this, not you guys. So, you know, <laughs> you guys yeah. are safe, but it no, seems but to will, be that, that way. Like, no, I will say though, I did hear, I did hear, um, so as a comic artist who was teaching in a school, as many artists do, you know, teaching art. And uh, they were saying that basically, it, they've noticed in the last say 10 years a huge shift in students mentalities you know mm -hmm. and it's exactly what you're saying like 10 years ago it was always just like it's it's hell out there you know work your ass off you gotta work and kind of like you know at the end of the day it's it's between you and the next person and your know, portfolio is going to speak for itself you know uh but you gotta you gotta kind of put the other grease in and he said that that was very much the way and people were you know kind of working hard but he says now when in first year when he's teaching kids uh, he says, like, kind of like, okay, like the chances of you working for the big two are, say, X, uh, X, whatever, you know, slim. And he said, like, the, you know, 10 kids would just drop out straight away. And he said, like, kind of by the end of it, it's just like when he tells kids that they're going to have to do like multiple, they might have to do a day job and draw comics. They don't want to do it. If they're not doing their own creator owned uh, stuff straight away, they don't want to do it. If they're not doing like the splash pages. They don't want, you know, it's just, it's basically yeah. like kind of like if you're not like they, they expect to come out being as creative as possible, get the money for doing it and work on Batman and Spider-Man, you know? And he was even saying like, you might have to do like two or three comic books at a time. And they were just like, absolutely not. He said, by the end of it, by the end of year one, this is in America, he said, by the end of year one, though, like kind of like the the few students that are remaining are like the ones that kind of like, you know, wanted, basically, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so, definitely a hustle. I mean, I was drawing Thunderbolts and Northlanders at the same time. Yeah. 
you know, like, and I'm not saying like, you know, you have to suffer beforehand, but like, mm. you know, I'm all, I'm definitely one who like would support new artists and like would want them to fight for what they they should get and all those things. But the same, but the counter to that is the best lesson to learn how to get not fucked over is to get fucked over. <laughs> you yeah, because you'll yeah. never you'll never let it happen to you again. And like, I'm somebody who will give advice to anybody if they ask for it. But like, someone listen most will not listen to you and they'll only learn when it happens to them which yeah that's I just mean, life, it's just like it's the world like it's it's yeah, not yeah. that's not a it happens to me you know like uh, it but, happens to everybody like um but um but, you know i'm getting to do everything i want to do now the reason mm -hmm. i can do it is because i've built up a name for myself at marvel for years and i've proven myself as a writer and i've proven myself as an artist in the x y and so, like, so now it doesn't mean i had to wait till i was 40 to do it but i could have done it earlier probably but you know it doesn't so matter it how a, good it you. Takes, it takes as long as it takes, though, as well. You know, it does. It's it takes not a race. There's people. There's people yeah. who've had huge. There's, but it's it's really like there's people who I think aren't like are, are shite, who are way more successful than me, and there's people who I think are so much better than me who are who have not who are Name not as successful. Start with the shit ones first. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's true across the board. Like you know, there's yeah. just it's, it's yeah, quite. Yeah. I, I wish it was yeah, all based on talent, but it's not. You know, oh, and also but, if you're a young student, you're probably doing shit stuff anyway. Like because yeah. we all, man, I want to bet stuff I did in college. Oh, Declan, the thing is, though, I see some of the drawings that like people are doing at 10, 12, 13, whatever. I see what teenagers are doing. And sometimes they are fucking phenomenal, but they have a world of resources. The Internet is like YouTube, True. all that stuff, you know, like I remember uh, David Finch, the art comic book artist, mm -hmm. uh, was doing like kind of like a portfolio reviewy stuff on uh, his YouTube channel, you know, and like some really young kids are going in and showing them the drawings. And it's just like, what the? Fuck, like this is some of this stuff is phenomenal you know but mm. they just like i remember back in the day i used to buy some like say for example like marvel dvds right uh like 2000 and say in 2000 whenever x-men came out probably i had it on vhs or whatever but getting the dvds and watching the special features was the most i've ever got into like what it was like to be a comic artist i remember the daredevil dvd in particular had some phenomenal special features i talked to the creators bill sinkovich yeah, had yeah those. i remember that you see bill sinkovich draw their an yeah. electro piece that blew yeah. my mind yeah. i do young better man i recorded uh, a segment of do you remember live and kicking yeah of course yeah. yeah 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 they they did a bit where um you saw somebody color it was a jim lee x-men mm. cover Whatever it was, it was sort of like the UK magazine or whatever, but whoever it was was coloring it in like with the uh, paints and stuff. Yeah. And I just remember seeing it, I was like, oh my God, I got the VCR and, you know, I record. I must have yeah, rewatched that thing a million times, you know, like the stuff yeah. was, those resources were not there, you know. No, now, but... if you're starting out, you can probably get friendly with a creator online who'll give you some advice and chat yeah, to you. Like yeah. the access is, yeah. in, is unreal now. Back when I, I was starting out, there was no, I thought I was the only person in the country drawing comics. And then I oh, found same. out about, about Will. Yeah. Who was yeah. starting out at the same time as me? I was like, this guy in Cork drawing comics? Yeah. I don't think so. And then I went, you know, I thought, okay, it's just me and Will then. And then I went to Bristol and I saw Stephen Mooney was drawing like an actual comic freak <laughs> show, you know, not just like drawing yeah. samples. He was being paid, he was being paid to draw a comic. And that was very, I was like, oh man, Jesus. Like, but you were did, totally unaware of the stuff happening. Did you, did you ever work with Rob? Uh, yeah, I did freak show for, yeah. I did freak did show freak for about a well. year. Yeah. Yeah, now, he um, changed it from single issues to kind of like um sixty page graphic novels kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did two. I did two of those. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I have a. I have like. I. I can't remember when we met exactly or how we met. Uh, it's 
it's donkeys ago uh, anyways. No, because I met you before the class, didn't I? Yeah, 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 because uh, we, you would have met me easily before the class, because when you did the eclectic mix, mm-hmm. uh, I even Will asked me one time to do a draw for that. It was like your one-year anniversary or something. I did a draw okay. of the goon. But um, I can't remember. It must have just been one of the conventions or something. But I, I yeah, met I you guys a handful of times, you know. Um, you were doing, uh, I remember like, uh, I remember, I met you before you were doing Frankenstein. And then I remember you got Frank, you did Frankenstein. I have that book somewhere, man. I have that book. I have Hero Killers. Oh, shit, man. You, you can, you can grimace all you want, but you know, it could be worse. My fucking early work is out there on people's skin. Yeah, well, okay. There's <laughs> that. There's that. Probably not anymore, Kev. Uh, well, yeah, probably not. Yeah, they're all dead now. <laughs> they're dead. Thank God. But then, um, but yeah. Control Z. Could be worse. Kev following him around. But, um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, but I have sometimes I see that stuff and they're so happy and it's just like why. But anyways, uh, it's happened to me. People have gotten like stuff from my comics tattooed on them, and I was like, oh man, I wish I'd done a better job at the drawing in the first place. Like, but you know, it's a bit late now. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I, I will grimace because the first thing of, of stuff I've done, like, but you know, it's a good thing. If if my work was the same quality now, <laughs> I mean, I have much bigger problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I have some Universal Monster sketches from you and Will and Steve and a couple of boys from oh, back in the day, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, I God, take them out. The, 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 to be fair, like, there was a lot of good, like, small kind of Irish shows on, so, like, it was a nice opportunity yeah. for us all to get made up and, yeah. you know, yeah. that, was, that, that, was, that was a really cool time, I have to say. Yeah, I would say that it was a good time. Like, obviously, like, I kind of briefly, you know, kind of, dip my toe in around that time and stuff of like that like but uh it seems like there's kind of a bit of a scene kicking off again but like i'm, I'm kind of just you know in the last couple of years i've kind of considered like yeah you know what i'm gonna either really like comics i'm gonna start drawing comics i'm doing a bit like just just like my own personal stuff you know mm-hmm. but um i'm seeing people around like you had that dublin comic book jam or was it what's the thing you went to yeah there's uh, yeah i went to that a few times uh, years and years ago at yeah, yeah dublin that's, comic jam that's yeah. um that's great fun but like there's um Oh, but there's Jesus, loads of stuff. There's What's like it, decaf, uh, is it? What's that one? Aiden, you went we decaf. Went that's that's a really good. Decaf, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, that, I mean that's very. It's like indie, like indie yeah. with a capital I. Well, um, I like, I like I mean, that. I really everybody like that, doing. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, like that's a very kind of zine, alternative centric, which is great. Um, there's the big Dublin Comic Con. There's you know there's lads like um, uh, what's their names? Ah, I know the guys. What are they called again? Um, that like. Oh, break limit break. Um, yes, there are like a couple of there's some guys who got together, made some comics. There's, there's rogue, um, mm-hmm. comics like just collectives. There's a few collectives around. Yeah, it's good. I, it's I did nice. Dublin Comic Con there a few months, a couple of months ago, and I, I, I saw a lot of really good portfolios. And um, a lot of people looking to start out, and it was nice to be able to go, like, well, these guys do anthologies, you should talk to them. That's mm. great training ground to get your work published and yeah. evaluate your stuff. Like, there's it's nice that you I can point people to, like. But even when I was starting out, I mean, I met Bob Byrne. I don't oh, know, yeah, know who he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, Clam Nuts, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, like, like yeah. that guy, like he was, you know, a true original doing stuff yeah. that nobody else was doing. Like, but I remember yeah. going to small festivals that he was, or festivals, little shows in like some hotel in Dublin, um, and there was always people doing indie stuff there. And that's where you start out. That's where I started. Out. Yeah, the Hero Killers is an indie book, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I was recently. Uh, well, during COVID, obviously, doing a bit of a clear out, and I came across uh, Hero Killers signed by you. There you go. That must be worth our fortune now, right? Yeah, sure. Sure <laughs> it is. I wouldn't. Uh, you got an award for that breath. book, didn't you? Hmm? Did you get an award for that book? What was that nominated? Well, the, well, the book won Best Black and White 
um, British comic that year. I'm telling you, man, you know, don't, don't, uh, that's, that's the, that's the I know it was great the way, I would know? say never, never won an award since. So that was, yeah. those were the dizzying heights. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 all, it's all been downhill since then. Yeah. Terrible, but excellent. Um, I am very much looking forward to Old Dog, though, kind of going full circle and back to Old Dog it being your first written, drawn, and colored, uh, which is nuts. Um, well, I mean, and oh, well, the creator owns at least. I've been doing that with yes, Marvel yeah. for the last while. I did, um, that's it, well, the X Men stuff, but the stuff that's been printed is uh, I did a Hulk one shot that I was really, really happy with. Oh, okay, I, okay. I wrote, drew, and colored, and that All was right, like, this is, it out. yeah, it's called Flatline, and it's, it's okay. been collected in a trade. But, oh, awesome. Um, okay. But no, is I was really other, like, hmm? sorry, is there any other spice stuff that you've kind of been inspired by with, with Old Dog, or is it more that you want to do the action? Kind of want to get back to dry action, or, or is question. there kind of an espionage angle that you're you're also kind of looking uh, to, to scratch? Yeah, well, no, definitely. I love I love spy fiction across the board. Like, um, I mean, Mission Impossible is kind of the cartoon cartoonish version of that. Like, you know, I like my you know John le Carre type stories. I like you know the more like you know like the the americans is one of my favorite shows like i like stuff that's way more grounded and like i've been reading books on spycraft it's just like for a comic especially i liked all that stuff but at the same time i like having the room to go a bit more bombastic so you know and there's the sci-fi element to it as well so that that always it's like you know if he gets on a plane it's going to take him 12 hours to get somewhere but if the plane is like a supersonic jet you know I, like it's not bondy you know, I'm not going for the Bond feel, but like, you know, going for like, say, you like... you talk about it reminds me of um, Velvet. Did you read that book at all? Yeah, yeah, I love Velvet, yeah. Velvet I know, I was talking to Mooney about it, and he said that um, it made him, it was kind of, issue one felt very tennis-y. Thin, oh, right, okay. Um, you know, which is cool, you know. And so I'm not made... going to understand it at all. Great. But <laughs> 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 it is in that kind of like, that kind of like, it's grounded. I thought, actually, I did a I was talking to Kieran Gillen today and um, he described it as, as um, well, the action sequences as grounded, but um, um, what, how do you put it? Heightened. And I like yep. that, you know. Um, uh, so I like the grounded feel, but I, I like yes. having the room to like, you know, Push in issue two, you see him jump yeah. across two buildings, you know, like he's not Bond, but he's he's 70 something years old. So you don't expect him to be like in hardcore. So that's it. It's, um, because it's single issue stories, like I like the idea of doing one, I don't know, where he's just stuck in a room and he's try escape. You know, mm. I, ha- I haven't done that. I haven't planned that issue yet. But because mm. because it's not like big arc, it's not like part one, two, three, four, five, six. They're all self-contained. I mean, they do follow chron- chronologically. They, they are six parts story, mm. but they're more single issues. So that are single tales. So I can I can do something. I could do something very grounded in one, and then the next one he can be in space. I like so, having a kind of a white tapestry. I can kind of, I'm not going to get bored. Like if I just want to draw, draw, like issue three takes place in Russia because I wanted to draw some brutalist architecture. Yeah, right. Awesome. You know, yeah. I'm going to set the last one in in. I'm going to set the last one in Ireland because I'm being back in the countryside. Like I love all those old buildings with all the um, mm. all the grass growing up along the side and stuff. I'm like, oh, I want to draw that. So. You know, that's kind of the fun thing I can do, that it's not limited to one place. Um, and I, I can go high octane or I can go low uh, low and slow. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of the best of all worlds, really. 
Yeah, um, I sign up to. I've signed up to your. Well, I have for a while now. The newsletter. Oh, good. The decal. What the decalites? Dec- Declarations. Declarations. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah, and what, this dec- site, what, Yes, and uh, what what do you call your followers on it? Uh, well, not they. I do. Um, decalites. <laughs> decalites. That's <laughs> it. Yes, but uh, I know. I I I've, I've subscribed. I like to have fun, Kevin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, 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 look, I I've done my research. Uh, I've also seen that a podcast called Tape Deck. You like puns. You like I did. Well, do you know what? I don't really, <laughs> but um, it's just too. It's just like why not use it? Too it's easy, right there. Yeah. It'd be silly yeah. not to, you know. Um, no. Well, yeah. Well, sure. Thanks for reading the newsletter, man. Like that's. Um, I started it up a few years ago just because. Um, just the online landscape is just such a piece of shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and you know, social media is helpful, but to a point. Oh yeah. And I feel that's that like. Evil. Yes, but like I think I read somewhere that like ten percent of your followers actually support your work. So if you take ten percent of who are actually follow me, and I realize, and you, and you realize that everyone online is basically talking to the ninety percent that don't buy their stuff. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Mm. You're so you're basically selling to an audience that won't buy your stuff, yeah, and possibly shitting on the audience that do. Um, yeah. So I try to be a bit more broad with it, but but at least with the newsletter, I feel I can be a bit more like straight like more me and just like talk honestly um and if you're following the newsletter then i i assume you're invested in what i'm doing yeah and i can do i'll do things like you know now i'll 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 post a cover that hasn't been solicited yet or something or talk about projects under a code name because i can't talk about them online things like things like that i i I know i'd like like that yeah yeah well to say that's what i do like about it and you do actually there is a sense of it sometimes you go to you to read it and just like kind of like yeah some of this stuff kind of like low key is kind of you know just for people who sign up to the newsletter. Like you do feel like you're getting a, a tidbit of information about stuff that's not been made public, you know, which I do, I do like. And, and I mean, the reason I've been able to do that is because no one's fucked it over or no one's taken an image and posted online and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, it was kind of like an honor system. There is like, well, I hope it doesn't happen. If it does, then I just won't do it anymore. Yeah. But thankfully, nobody, nobody has. That's you know, or somebody yeah. might come up to me at a con and go like, oh, I heard you talking about this, and I might tell them what it is or something. You know. I like the kind of, you know, it just like under the curtain, like, you know, me and everybody who's subscribed, I can just kind of talk to like that, you know, and then on, on the social medias, it's all more, you know, official. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, us, yeah. 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 No, I do like it. Um, speaking of the newsletter, uh, you did mention Project Spawn. Yes. Which obviously you're not going to divulge too much about. Uh, it's for, it's for image. Or did you not say no. that? No, it's not for image. It's just maybe that's just not, association. Can you not talk about this? Because you just said the <laughs> the newsletters on the QT. No, um, no, no you, well, look, you, you, anyone can subscribe to the newsletter. I'll say this. It's a work-for-hire writing project. Okay. Yeah. So the only creator-owned thing I'm involved in at the moment is Old Dog, because I'm putting everything mm-hmm. to that, and Time for Time with uh, Rory McConville and who's drawing, um, Jorge Coelho is now drawing it. I was um, just going to say, though, about Time Before Time, is a great book. Really, oh, thanks, really love it. Really, really love it. Really, really good. Joe, I'm obsessed. He's savage, isn't he? He is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, no, does he's he, savage. Does he have a day job on top of drawing comics or what? No, no, he's he's comics he's full time now. Full time, um, yeah, yeah. But he, um, yeah, he did. Um, he did a book with Rory, um, Where, and Blood, and Rise I was kind of, yeah, help, yeah I was kind of well. helping. I was shepherding that through image, basically. Um, and we were going to do time for time with Eric Zawadzki, but then he got 
like a three book deal at DC Comics. So it was like, yeah, fair enough, take that. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we can't, we're not going to, I can't compete paying you that. Um, and then we and, and Joe had finished up on the right in Blood Book. So we're like, let's ask Joe if he wants to do it. I just think Joe's phenomenal. Oh, Such so a good, man. Solid storyteller, like with a really interesting eye and like a great attention to deep, like for something so stylized, it's very yeah. detailed in, yeah. in like the scope. Yeah. Um, no, I love his, I love his stuff. I have yeah, actually, I've, he's, he's done a variant for old man, for old dog oh, for, epic. for me. I'll, I'll pick that up for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know how well, I don't know what, how I'm going to use it yet, but I'm going to use it. It's too yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but no, he's, 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 he's fantastic. But, um, yeah, no, I don't have anything else creator owned in the pipeline that I'm moving forward on yet. There's like four different things I want to do. I just kind of need to get the next couple of months of old dog down before I really, because yeah, I've got I've got a one shot at a publisher, mm-hmm. um, and I've got a new series at a publisher, uh, writing not drawing. So okay, I'm amazing. just kind of it jammed up at the moment. Okay, just going back to because I when I brought up the newsletter because I wanted to say uh, you obviously you were talking to you had mentioned a couple of podcasts you're on you're on Geekable Geekable are kind of people mm-hmm. we've been we've been in touch with and stuff but I listened to podcasts and you had mentioned how with Old Dog kind of and I I, I like it. Uh, I like the idea of basically it's episodic, so every issue is a separate thing, but it has an overarching storyline. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, that you would love for Old Dog to be like your Hellboy. Do you yeah. do you really like you know kind of like say you know dream coming true all that jazz? You really wish like this is like something that you can like Old Dog then branching out into the BPRD essentially of whatever kind of organization he's a part of, having more characters, all that kind of thing. You know. I actually just thought about that this week. Okay. That, that could be doable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. It's, stuff. It's, it's, it's very, it's very, stri- it's interesting. I was talking to, I was talking to another writer and he was like, would you, you know, you could, could do something like that. I was like, yeah, I could actually do that. But I mean, that's down to like, that's, that's on the huge assumption that old dog does very well. Um, but that's the thing with um, with Hellboy as well, though, is that like it was that lovely little small self-contained stories thing that he could come back to and and slowly build this understanding of his world that it could then expand out over time. So yeah, I mean, actually, like, I prefer BPRD to Hellboy personally. Um, oh, man, I, I, for sure. I, I just thought it was better written. I mean, right. not a slight against McNoel or anything like I. I prefer Magnola write Hellboy than anybody else. But mm. if somebody else is going to do um, BPRD, John O'Crudy, the stories were great. The characters were fantastic. Guy Davis artwork. Like, Guy oh, Davis. You God, mentioned God. earlier, you mentioned earlier how you didn't like John Romita's art at first. I remember going from Magnola to Davis and despising Davis. <laughs> and then doing a complete turnaround and being like, I can't get enough of this guy's yeah, art. Yeah, I know. He's I'm, amazing. I'm he digging really for it online. I remember he did, um, when he did, when he released the marquee, uh, Marquis, Marku, how would you say that? Marquis? Uh, Mar- Marquis, Marquis, yeah. Marquis, yeah, Marquis. when he released that book. Uh, and I was like, you know, Blogspot back in the day was great. All the blogs out there and Tumblrs and stuff. But I did a sketch for it and I sent it to him and he published, he printed, or he, you know, published on, uh, his, on his website. Yeah, I, was I, so did, I did a fan piece of that as well, actually, yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, yeah great book. No, uh, like I'd, um, yeah, I'd, that would be cool. I'd, I'd love that, actually. That'd be really cool to do it. Like, so have somebody else draw. Yeah, another book in that world. Um, but like, I'd need the book to do well before I could ever entertain that. And, and so it's way too early to tell. I I know the sales are for she won, that's great. But like, what happens with the with an image book or any book? To be honest, 
um, the sales will be here. Issue two, they like go way down. And then what happens then is you need, which is fine. But then it's a matter of how much are they going to taper off. Some keep going down, <laughs> and, yeah. but the ones that taper off into like a deep, like, so that's where we are with time for time. We weren't sure where, how it was going to go. It was going down like all books, mm. but we're pretty much plateaued now. We're pretty much at a level where we are selling the same amount every month and we know what that is. Yeah. And that's fine. It pretty much covers the cut. Like, so we're able to, we were able to keep that book going as long as we want to go now, which is fantastic. But we any... only really knew that after the first trade was out. So old dog, I'm going to give us, I'm going to do two arcs. I'm going to do six issues and then I'm going to take a break. Well, a publishing break while I work on the next one and then bring that out of six issues. Another, another um, red act, I call them. And then hopefully have a good idea of like, is this sustainable enough for me to keep going? Because I have a one shot I want to do. I have a graphic novel. I want to do an Irish, another, I want to do another Irish crime graphic novel, but I want to write and draw it myself. Um, I do actually want to talk about Bog Bodies and uh, sure, uh, oh, Savage, geez. Town. Savage Town, yeah. But I, I don't want to interrupt you. But I do, I do want to go back to it. But Firehead, so you want to do another Irish crime novel, graphic? Yeah, novel? I'd like, I, I have another. I have an idea for one, but I want to draw it. And but mm-hmm. like, so that's kind of where I'm at. Is like if Old Dog does well, and I have a kind of a home that I can go back to, like if I know I can go back and just do another Old Dog book, and it'll sell enough that I can survive. Yeah, I can like take a couple of months and work on another weird idea or you know get some of the graphic novel done think like or write the graphic novel and then do more old dog and then draw the graphic novel like things like that I, i'm yeah. excited about those kind of opportunities um but to me it kind of it kind of hinges on old dog doing well yeah yeah man like but, but yeah i'd love the idea good. actually of doing of doing a like some kind of spin-off would be cool yeah, a whole universe of it. Yeah, I definitely think you could. And the the book is getting is is garnering a lot of attention. You know, people were you know one of your images kind of went viral, and people were like doing their own color and oh, yeah, and all of it yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and that was, that good was fun, pretty man, cool. You know? No, that yeah. was cool because I mean, you're always trying to think of how do you promote the book, how do you promote it. I've done so much. I did like got a trailer made. I made a little like crossword I, puzzle. I did. I, read, a, I, did, I did that. A, yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good on you. Um, <laughs> but you know, I thought that was fun because it's a spy yeah. book. Like trying to do stuff that's. You know, sure. everyone can do preview pages. I didn't want to do a preview page. I want to do a preview story. Yeah. You know, fair. I feel it's bad. That's, it's yeah. more, rather than seeing three pages of artwork, if I could actually give you a story that you're like, oh, no, I liked that. I want to read the book. Yeah. Um, but that was loads of work. Um, I do have done X, Y, and Z. But um, sorry, what did you mention there? The... We were talking about well, you do. You had mentioned the Irish crime novels, and I just wanted to touch on Bug Bodies and Savage Town. But uh, oh, I don't know. I was going a bit mad there. Sorry. No, no, you're grand. But uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I can't remember what I said. It, it definitely like, sounds like you've you like you've oh, a the, lot the, on. You know, um, like I mean, I guess it's more a more technical question. But it's like, how do you handle like? Do you have multiple books on due a month or multiple short stories? When are you writing? How are you? Like, do you have a forty hour week or have you just gone? I will create <laughs> yeah, as long sure. as I'm conscious. Yeah, I know. Pretty I know much as, as I ask conscious. it, but. Uh, I know. I mean, I have to kind of be more diligent now because I like I started seeing somebody down here, and like I'm trying to make sure I'm clearing some time to be a human, which mm. I didn't really do before. <laughs> I just did it all. Um, so, but you know, like it'll depend. Like the the thing I'm starting to write, there's it's it's work for hire, so I'm getting proper deadlines. Um, old dog, I'm I'm not as ahead of it as I wish as I would have liked to have been because the promotion, that's it. You can never you can never factor in how long promotion takes and it's taken so much time and now i'm like i'm on issue three but i know october when the book the book's gonna be at the end of the month this next week 
that's going to be more promo. There's conventions that's going to take time away. Like stuff like that. It's just you're constantly readjusting your plans. Are um, you never like terrified that like you know obviously old dog number one is coming out next week, isn't it? Next Wednesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So old dog's coming out next Wednesday. Uh, you're saying that you're trying to complete issue three. Yes. Are you ever terrified that like? Woo! Oh, that's pretty cool. Hand, yeah, right? I can't wait. I will. I have it pre-ordered already, buddy. I'll pick it up for sure. Nice one. Well, thanks, thanks for thanks for that. No worries, bro. But uh, but like, are you ever kind of like, oh shit, like issue one is hitting the shelves next week, and I'm not even finished issue three? Like, do you ever kind of get like, oh god, this is a lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd, I'd be terrified. I, mean, I, I I'd be. I would have. I'd like to be more. I'd like to be more ahead. Yeah, um, like yeah. time before time, like we're way ahead on that. Like scripts okay. we've great. I think we're. Working on script for issue twenty-two and issue mm. eighteen is out next. Like so, we're we're you know we yeah, we work it. fairly ahead on that, mm-hmm. but um you know it's just life stuff for me got in the way. I moved out of Dublin back to back to Clare and um just lots of stuff popped up that just ate up my time. So, but like my thing was I could keep putting old dog off, I could keep putting it off, keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back, and people just get fucking sick mm. of waiting for it. So I kind of just said, like, look, just pull pull the lever. I'm just going to have to do what I can. If it's late, that'll suck. I'd much prefer it not be late. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm I'm trying to have a life at the same too. Yeah, I, um, I personally don't think I'm, it affects it that much in a sense of someone who appreciates it. You know, if, if, like, obviously it depends. On, the, on the admin side of things and business side of things, it will. But like, I think like a week or two can't be too bad, you know? No, I hope so. I mean, that's I think... Yeah. Probably will happen that like a couple of issues, well, it's six issues, so one of them is definitely going to be late. I'd say by the time I get there, but yeah. I I personally don't really care if I have to wait another couple of weeks for a book. I'm not not that bothered when it comes out. Yeah. It comes out, I'm, I'm, but that's me. I'm not I'm not every reader, you know. Um, this is and, true, I guess. And and be and shipping late does affect sales, mm. and if sales are affected, that does affect like what I actually make in a book. So there is pressure that comes with it, you know. But I'm just trying to. I don't know. I'm just trying not to sweat it as much as I used to. I used to like be stressed out as fuck with that stuff. But for me, the most important thing is that the book is, it's the best it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer it just be the best single issue rather than just, you know, shove it together last minute. So I'm just, I'm kind of hoping that, um, the quality will speak for it. That's, mm-hmm. that's assuming that the quality is high, but I, I, I think I can be that. That ballsy. Fair, oh, fair. Good book. Um, <laughs> you do your promotion but, uh, tour. You got to let let let's pivot slightly then and and look at the um the the recommendation you brought to us. So ah, yes. you suggested that we watch Mister In Between, and and listening to you talk about the sort of the the episodic, the standalone, the different tones, the different angles, and things that you wanted to have the opportunity to do with Old Dog, and having just watched Mister In Between, you can see. You can see the sort of stuff you like, I guess. Or the, or like, yeah, actually, I said it's fair. I I slept on a show a long time. Actually, I will disclaimer: I have not watched the last episode. <gasps> okay, do yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I will. But you know, what happened was is that I um, Ed Brisson, who I worked with on the pun on Punisher, that didn't come out. Um, he recommended to me a long time ago. And I was like, oh yeah, check it out because I love Ed's taste. Uh, and I watched it and I loved it and I blasted through the first two seasons. And then I got to season three and I was like, I, this is nearly over. Like I've, I'd love it, but I don't, it happens a lot. I don't like binging stuff because I feel like I don't really savor it. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to savor this last series. So I've been watching, 
like an episode every few weeks. So I'm literally just about to watch the last one. And um, okay. the, the one I just saw broke my heart. Like, God, that's what the, the show is. Um, it's, it's, it's dark. It's funny. It's heartbreaking. It's, uh, it's, oh, it's fantastic. And it, it's, um, so I'm, I'm going to give it a little intro in a second here, but I do want to just say that like when we had Koi on, you know, he, he suggested that we watch Hannah and that's the TV series of Hannah. And I think yeah. there's, almost 18 episodes in each season of that and there was kind of a like oh, it's not realistic to watch all of this and i kind of put it on beside me and consumed it all but it was a lot and yeah. i enjoyed it but when you when kev told me we got another suggestion for a series i was like oh how long is and i put it on and i just breezed through it, it i was i watched season one in one night <laughs> after yeah, it's only well it's when well, it's only it's only half hour episodes yeah. and you yeah. wouldn't think they're half hours you think no. they're hour long but like they're only half hour episodes which i think is fantastic like it's it's i do like so i'd like to put the mandalorian i think mandalorian's gone long now but originally the first mm-hmm. felt like the first episode was just had like 20 minutes or something and it was like this is so much good stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah no i breezed through it the first season too i was like oh, but it's yeah i got nothing <laughs> like, i'm curious, had, I'm curious you the, had you seen the film no uh, no I, haven't, I still haven't i still I remember haven't, I, I haven't seen the film but i, I remember hearing about it like I think, what, what was it, 17 years ago or something? And it was on some late night film review show when they were talking about it. And I was like, oh, that seems really interesting. What and every once in a while. It? Hmm? What were they saying about it? Because I know fact well, was, about the actual movie. Well, no, like it was it was a review of the film at the time. And I just yeah. remember thinking, oh, that sounds that sounds really interesting. And it looks, looked kind of dark and kind of looked like it was in a similar space to, to Chopper. But, it's, it's, and, but yeah, it's not, from what I understand, it's not Mr. In Between, but it's it basically is the same character. Same, yeah, same so, character. So just yeah. to give that a, that, show, that a bit of context, um, yeah, so it, just, it, for, context, just for listeners. Yeah, um, it's... I'll do it. Shut up. Yeah, Brian was doing context, Aiden. Jesus, he's been quiet. Everything yeah. Brian has been coiled like a snake in the corner waiting for this. <laughs> but Aiden does it to him every time. Brian, go on. Every time. No. Uh, Sorry, yeah, no. Brian is, Brian is yeah, who we go just, to for relapse. Jesus, he's doing it again. <laughs> he muted the film, the film <laughs> follows a it's kind of a fake documentary style and it's a film student following a hitman kind of on on his day basically ah okay and as far as i know the show is a serialized version of the film um but the film is a different it's, it's, it's a different name isn't it it's not called mr between a magician so yeah and the magician, yeah, that's, magician. Yeah. that's and why you refers the, to him as yeah. the magician in, in in one of the later episodes mm. but i remember hearing about that and seeing you know seeing a review for it was on a late night kind of channel 4 bbc kind of film roundup mm. thing and heard about it and then heard nothing else about it for years and every every so often especially when i when barry kind of popped up recently i was like oh, what was the name of that film with the hit oh no way documentary thing i kept kind of like mm. it was always in the back of my mind and it was only yeah, one I've I actually been recommending episode. it to pe- people who like Barry and like if you like Barry you should check this show yeah. out I, I, I think the, the, it's much better personally but I, I love them both I, I think they're both quite different um, they are they are it's a lot of similar and they're yeah the content know, is if similar describe, if you do a synopsis of or you know describe what each show is about you think they're quite similar but quite out you know quite a different space but I think the same thing with Barry like episodes are 20 30 minutes long and they are just crammed full of story and yeah yeah it's 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 fantastic i was i was i was really impressed with the show and just the fact that the guy he made this like i said 17 or 18 years ago and then he just kind of 
disappeared for a bit and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and brought this character back and it's but, you know this like, is what's he's amazing a, he's got such a his face is so so much character in his face that's I'd love to draw him that shit he really does it's so good yeah <laughs> yeah I think like I'm gonna adapt that when I, for my nemesis is Laurel <laughs> but even that like you know sometimes uh, depending on I might have subtitles on or not but like I just a lot of his dialogues just like yeah. mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Man. A lot of scenes are somebody like explaining, you know, like a worldview or a kind of a point of view or something. Then it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> talking about like Audi drivers, or they're talking about like their favorite James Bond or something. And he's just like, yeah, all right, yeah, all right, <laughs> like it's, it's it's great. Like very obviously very talented guy to write and act that stuff, you know. But mm. um, I, I I told my boss in Dublin Inc. Uh, like he's got to watch it you know he's absolutely loved it he's he consumed it pretty fast like myself i've told loads of customers that are coming in it's just watch this show it's so yeah, good like yeah because it's right there it's, it's right it's 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 told it's right there on disney plus like with everything yeah. else but like you wouldn't think that show would be on disney plus for example yeah. no no and it's not hyper violent or anything like it's it's violent in like like you're scared like I, there's times i'm watching yeah. an episode i'm like oh fuck something's gonna happen yeah, Something and it's bleak. Gonna happen. I don't know. It is. It is. Can be quite bleak, but it's also very yeah. touching, and like, like very. Yeah, no. Like it's it's cut me down to the core a good few times. Like, so like there, I there obviously were one or two go. moments where he. There were one or two moments where he's sort of knocking around with his buddy, and they're getting into weird shit and climbing out of windows mm-hmm. or spray painting a horse to look like a unicorn. And it kind of reminded <laughs> me of that show Terriers, as well. Just Terriers, like, yeah. Bloody yeah, yeah, that was dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got. I guess also saw, on Disney Plus. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I rewatched it recently. Actually, um, it's um, uh, the what's his name? Um, what's the main Donald actor? Donald Logue. Donald Don Logue. Yeah, I got to meet him at Dublin Comic Con recently. I was just I was in the green room eating something, and he was just there chatting. I just went to go like, by the way, man, I love terriers. Yeah, like, oh, like I just had to say it to him because yeah, fair, fair. You know. That that's the like. Like uh, uh, all opinions are my own, but I had gone from terriers to oh my god, I love this guy to oh he's in Gotham. It's like oh this is eight seasons of ugh. Uh, ah look, I like mean, I, he's everybody doing yeah, their best work in. Crown for Life was awesome. Wobbly series. Crown for Life that was it actually. I, I I embarrassed myself. I said I love that sitcom you were on before. It was on when I was growing up. I couldn't remember the name of it in front of him. It was very embarrassing, but he knew what I was on about. Um, but, uh, he was badass in, in, in Blade. But um, oh, that's fine. Well, but also, like, he's basically Don Logue is the character in Terriers. Like, you can just tell from talking to him, it, oh, it's, it's him. Like, yeah, 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 I really like him. But I was going to say, because, um, like, obviously, uh, I'd seen, I'd actually seen Mister In Between because the, the image on Disney Plus is quite kind of. Uh, eye catching you know that kind of that mm. that super high contrast of the the pink and the blue and stuff you know yeah. and, uh, i've come across a few times and i was looking at it initially for some reason i kind of i thought it was like scandinavian you know where there's quite a lot of scandinavian content on netflix mm. and things like that you know i kind of thought it was that type of show but uh and then i had seen you tweet about it a handful of times i'd say but uh, and then, about it in the newsletter too you, you could have maybe yeah you did and uh then when i suggested what, what we should watch i was like think he's gonna suggest that show but i wasn't i wasn't opposed to it all because i was, I was kind of half expecting it i was interested you know but then well, i mean if you're looking for a suggestion i try I was, I, if anyone ever does i try to think of something that isn't obvious you know yeah, like yeah i wouldn't say barry is an obvious one like because that's still kind of but it's more recent than yes American yeah, actually, good point. it stuff, is more recent yeah. it's fresh it's got yeah. plenty of modern publicity like mr between yeah. is over and it's done and, and everybody knows and, bill Hader, you know yeah, yeah, true. Like you know, an Aussie, an Aussie crime show is a bit more of a you know, I don't know. 
it's like, oh, what should I watch? And someone goes like, oh, The Wire. Like, okay, 20 years ago, that was a great recommendation. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, we've moved on a bit. Like, you know, I mean, I would recommend The Wire, of course, but like, it's um, got, it's, everybody's talking about Sopranos again, you know, everything yeah, goes full yeah. circle, you know. Yeah. Do you know but, what's good? The Sopranos. The Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let yeah, us show from, that now. from the early 2000s there down now. It's very good. But uh, I was going to say, but when I watch it, like, so when I was watching uh, Mr. Between, I know, and obviously, that you've done this story of an older agent, old dog, all that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> I, was, I was watching uh, the episode. Uh, spoilers alert for people who haven't watched Mr. Inbetween. Also, go watch Mr. Inbetween. But uh, you know the one where they're, they it starts off with a couple of lads around the pool and they're talking about how they can take advantage of these two guys they're going to buy guns off of. And then these oh, guys yeah. these guys go there, they kind of, they stage a kind of like a mug in between the guy selling the guns and the beat up Mr. Uh, the beat up Ray. I can't even think, is it Ray? He's Ray, got Ray. Yeah, yeah. Ray, yeah. Bit of Ray. Gaz. Gaz, yeah. And then, uh, like, obviously, they go to, um, they retaliate, you know, they, they meet up again, and they retaliate, you know. But that scene where uh, Ray is talking to the older guy, and he's just like, oh, I've just got my men killed for nothing and all this kind of stuff, you know. It's, yeah. it's a brutal scene, but I was just like, God, if there's a smidge of that in Old Dog, it's going to be fucking epic, you know. Yeah, like, I mean... I like I like my I mean I mean if you've read Bog Bodies and Savage yeah, I Town, love like, Bog like Bodies yeah that, yeah that that's that's my you know I like that kind of bleak just just it's dip, just dipping. rough isn't it yeah, yeah 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 I like my rough endings like you know um, yeah. and I definitely I think I was doing an interview about um, Old Dog and somebody asked like you know is he is Jack the hero and uh, you know why is it why should we root for him and I don't necessarily think you should like yeah maybe you will maybe you won't but like he's definitely not like He's not the bad guy, but it doesn't mean he's a good guy either. Like, you know, I do like oh. my morally kind of Ambiguous. same thing with Ray, Ray, Ray's a murderer, but he does clearly have like, the, you know, the moment. A, an in, yeah, mm. there, there's a moment I keep coming back to in it as I think just like there's so many of these like really like beautiful moments with his with his daughter and with his family and with his girlfriend. Yeah. And but like even late in the series, he's called in to dispose of a body of a, a woman that OD'd at a party. Yeah. And he's like the guy who's running the party is like really dismissive of her. And he's like, you can see him wanting to kill the guy for this having happened. Yeah. But he's going to do his job. And he takes the lady and puts her in the car and drives off. And we've got the kind of Deadwood scene where he gets out of the car and you see the pigs. Mm. And you just like. Yeah. But even, I don't know, when he's carrying that that woman, like she's just like a little doll. Like it's just all the more, it's just all the more harrowing, you know? It's, but yes, but right. the moment he takes, he looks at the pigs and we know what's going to happen. He just takes a draw on the cigarette and looks off in the distance and then goes and gets her and walks into the woods with a shovel and he's going to bury her properly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's such a lovely little, like, he's doing this dirty job, but his code won't let him yeah. take this extra step of degradation. He he wants to just pay her the bit of respect that he can. And such a lovely little like piece well, I of think, race character. I think it's a, there's a weird kind of like working class tone to the story. Like he's yeah. you know, he's a job man, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um he's 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 a professional and I think that it's um there's like a just it's weird. It's like there's a basic decency thing that he has. You know? Mm. He'd do something horrible because he has to, but there's a weird kind of like, you know, um he'd shake the guy's hand first. Mm. type kind of thing to it i know I, what you're I, saying you yeah know. there's some kind of 
we don't have to be uncivilized about this. Yeah, like <laughs> like okay, you have to kill the person, but like you can you can be sound about it. You know, yeah. that's kind yeah. of weird kind of thing. Whereas like if you if you're a shit about it, like that's where he'll he'll draw he'll draw some kind of line. But um, no, I love it. Like and uh, yeah, I'm 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 glad you checked it out because you know more people have you a, have you a, a particular favorite episode that you can think of? Oh, uh, I know pulling episode titles isn't. No, it's because I watched I watched most of them a while ago, so yeah. I'm drawing a bit of a blank. I think for some reason I think like maybe like very early in season two, there's one that really got to me. There's one uh, where a, 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 a dying father comes to find his um, his daughter had been killed in the '90s, and they they had no evidence of. Do you yeah, that yeah, one? that one that one's was very good. Like, I think there's I'm trying to remember there's one. Um, uh, that's one of the earlier. more serious in tone because uh, it is as much as we're we're describing all the most harrowing bits it is a black comedy there are oh, there's very, great humor very, in it very black oh, very but, like my my my, uh, my boss norby he watches as such as my friend but uh norby loved uh, he thought it was hilarious he, he he's he he's a kid and all that kind of stuff but the episode when uh his daughter caught him having sex with Ali, and uh, she was like, "What are you doing? Why are you hurting her?" and all that kind of stuff. And I tried to explain sex to her. He thought it was the funniest thing. So, like, the show has a lot there, you know. I think <laughs> one of the best episodes. It might be my favorite. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I think the one that best kind of encapsulates all the parts of it is when the two guys snatch him up and they have him in the boot of the car. Great episode. And then they they go to get the yes. safe. And they go yeah, to get I the ox cutter for the safe, and then like there's just it just this really circular thing where he goes into the hardware shop. The car gets stolen by these two idiots. They bring it to the chop shop. They get in the chop shop, finds him in the boot, drives the car off. He manages to come back by chance, comes across the guys yes. in the small little diner, and right. they they've got his phone in the ringtone, and it just comes around fucking fantastically. And then when they're opening it in the end, the way that plays out, like I won't spoil it, but with the yeah. You know they're they're out and like and yes, then he befriends the, the guy who who ends up you know yeah yeah that's actually, the guy go because the guy was about to have a kid I, like that arc I think it was over two episodes is just mm. yes but even there's again fantastic. another example like that guy like he actually did have no hard feelings towards him because he was just doing his job Business. and he yeah. and he wasn't a dick about it like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah really yeah. really good show yeah I was just trying to think um yeah the the um I actually I love the titles um. Yes, something really I'd, I'd, I'd watch an episode and I'd go back and see the title, and the title would like actually be really cut. It would be like a small little bit of dialogue somebody says that has such huge resonance. Yes, you know, yeah. like sometimes re- reading the title, episode titles, I'm like, oh man, my fucking heart. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, when we're done here, I'm going to go watch the last one now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's oh, a great the, show. The, the guy, that particular episode, um, Brian, um, where he goes, How have you got 60,000? He goes, I'm a hard worker. Like, just that, like, just that idea of, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I do my job, you know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a hard worker. The guy who played his brother, fantastic actor. Ah, oh, the brother, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, I looked every time. to see, like, yeah, God, I thought maybe they hired a, a disabled actor or something, but, like, no, that was just pure yeah. fucking that guy act the shit out of it. Incredible. A lot of talent. Like, it always blows my mind when you see stuff like that that doesn't have the same budget, doesn't have the same hype, doesn't have, like, you know, like, and then these are guys who are just getting these roles in these smaller limited series and stuff, uh, you know, obscurely somewhere in Australia, and then just being able to act and produce stuff like that. Phenomenal. Like, well, I noticed so the director, good. the director of it is um, Joel Edgerton's brother. Yeah. Oh, so, like, coordinator himself. So he's got oh, a lot he? of kind of yeah, like and you, you can tell from the action in the show, he's a stunt coordinator, so he kind of directs or choreographs oh, a lot of action. And then he directed every episode of 
of the show. And I think it shows because the action is yes, the is really kind of efficient, like, but just mm, just yeah, no, good time. And he plays he plays uh, the brother, his girlfriend's brother as well. Yeah, yeah, which is like, but I recognize him because I I love Joe Ledger, like Joe Ledger's, uh stuff. But like, is that the guy from Damon, the fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so his, yeah, his brother, but like Damon Harriman as well from like Justified and um like yeah, I Joe couldn't believe it. Was Dewey Cole. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I literally put on that the first episode, and I was just like, my girlfriend Emer was just like, oh, that guy looks familiar, and I was just like, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a redneck Nazi in something, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> but yeah. actually, weird. I saw not too Dewey. long ago was it Secret City, and he plays a trans character in it. Okay, and I didn't see but I, I didn't realize he was Aussie because I knew him as Dewey Crow and from mm. various American things, and it totally threw me off. It's like I could swear that's Dewey Crow, but they can't be. I looked it up, and sure enough, it was him. Um, yeah, awesome. But like, so yeah, I mean, I, I'd say they had enough pedigree with like a successful film and some a known actor and. You know, people experience to get that show made, but like, I doubt any of those. Like, I, I, I don't know if Scott Ryan's a star or not, but like, um, I, I was that, reading about him actually, um, just just off the back of I think the first season of this show mm-hmm. that, um, has a Helen Mirren and Taylor Hackford, her husband. They had both seen the the first couple of episodes of the first season, and they told their agents, I think at CA or something, like you gotta you gotta sign this guy up. So like, he's he's basically. He he made this film, you know, eighteen years ago, and he did very little. And it's only now he's starting to get any sort of attention in, in Hollywood. You know, it's great. Yeah, I mean, IMDb is nothing. He, yeah, no, got, I looked it up. Got nothing. The magician, yeah. and then never twelve years late, as a taxi you know? driver. I think he said twelve years as a taxi. Fucking hell, twelve years as a taxi driver, and like, and then three seasons of mystery in between, and there's nothing else. But the fact that he's played this character so comprehensively and written it. Yeah, like, mm. to to he have knows no, <laughs> like I don't know what he's done in Australia in terms of like local drama or short films or something, but I I can't I can't imagine you just cold write twenty episodes of some of the best damn television. Yeah, I mean I'm sure there's like great stuff happening in Australia, but it's still a limited talent pool and industry. Mm. You know, uh, I mean there's gems come out of there all the time. Like, but um, mm. uh, yeah, and you know also I think it actually helped. Not n- recognizing this guy from anything before because you could just see him yeah. as the the character. You know, it's not like oh, yeah, I you can just him. kind of read into him as what he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the second best Australian TV show I've ever seen. The first being going around the twist. Oh yeah, around the <laughs> twist. <laughs> Somebody sent me a clip from that just last week. Terrifying. They just a clip, and it's about the girl. She's kind of walking out in the field, and the scarecrow comes to life, and she runs back to her house, and it jumps through the little fucking glass in the window, and it's awful. Like It's one of the scariest <laughs> things I've watched. And I remember there was an episode where um, there was, like, birds. Was it giant birds or whatever? But seagulls were have this massive giant poos. I yeah. And I, I got sick. I got sick <laughs> after watching it. Like, I went to the toilet and vomited. I was so disgusted by it. I'm pretty I sure I remember been, that one. I must have been like, 10 or ice- something, like. I'm pretty sure there was an episode where ice there was an ice cream machine and it was like really popular and stuff, an ice cream truck or something it was really popular, and it turned out to be coming from someone's nose. Oh, oh God! Great show. Oh anyway, man, yeah. that's the first best Australian TV show. Uh, Equally funny and terrifying. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I want to say, uh, Bug Bodies, excellent. Really love it. Gav's artwork is phenomenal as well. Gav's great, yeah. yeah. Gav, was he in the same class as you? Nope. No, no, no. I don't know okay. him at all. Uh, um, yeah, I did a storytelling class that um, 
Oh, he could have been there. Now, maybe he did. Well, I did a few of them, so yeah, I don't remember. He might. I think he might have been the same one as you, but he'd said nothing the whole time. Mm. And then the last class, um, he was just like, "Oh, I just thought I'd show you some of these." I was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I just thought <laughs> I'd show you." He was very, he's very quiet, very, mm. very nice, like um, uh, guy. And um, yeah, he just showed me these amazing zines he had done, and mm. all wildly different styles, like but brilliantly done. I'm like, "Holy shit, man! This was great." I was kind of asking what he was in- interested in doing, and he seemed to kind of be very indie-minded, so wanted to go off and do indie comics. And I was like, "Fair play to you." Like, I, it's not, it's not my world, so I don't know too much. You know, I couldn't give too much advice. But <clears throat> he kept coming to um, conventions that I was in in the states, mm-hmm. and they needed a sample based on an Old Man Logan versus Deadpool book I did. Um, sorry, my throat's a bit dry there. Um, I was like, oh man, this is like it was savage. Marvel would never like hire him because he was too stylized, you know. But I thought it was so cool to see. But I was like, so what do you want to do? Like, like American comics? And he, he did. So I, I remember um, I had the idea for a different artist, but um, he wasn't available anymore. So I kind of talked to, to Gavin about it and we both kind of hammered it together. And um, yeah, made this, I, just, I just wanted to make a little portfolio piece for Gavin. I thought his stuff was so mm. like strong and interesting that. Yeah, I wanted to make a book that like he could show around and get work off the back of that, which he did, which is great. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, cloud, the closet, I think, is one of his latest things. That's brilliant. Yeah, he just did the closet um, image, and it's really brilliant. Like his, yeah. his stuff's come on so much too. But um, yeah, with Bog Bodies, I Bog mean, Bodies is excellent though. I I love the uh, oh thanks the, the premise. You know, you're seeing a guy in his little flat in Dublin, seeing all those landmarks and stuff. That like that stuff is great to see in a comic book, especially coming from Image. You know, it's just like wow, this is a very Irish irish centered comic book like well like you know i've done very well in american comics and i'm very very grateful and i you know have enjoyed so much of the work but like it did get to a stage where it's like you know i would like to be kind of raised not raising the bar but like investing into content with irish characters you know mm-hmm. um you know jim sheridan does great films in the states but like he makes Irish centric stuff too, and I, I kind of wanted to do that. I couldn't do it. I couldn't draw it because it wouldn't have made money for, enough for me to survive. But mm-hmm. I could. Plenty of, of great Irish artists around, so it'd be great to like spotlight them, tell a Irish focused story. Um, and yeah, I want to keep doing that. I just, I just don't want to just keep doing that. So I kind of, mm. that's why I'm doing the kind of the sci-fi stuff at the moment. Is that I want to, I want to be right. I want to write more than just that. Mm-hmm. But I would like to do that too. So I've, I've got, a, I've still got like two or three. Irish stories I want yeah, to do, um, but like, you know, maybe once every two years or something. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that was great. I kind of wish I'd drawn it myself because there's feck all backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it, it kind of means a lot to um, like, I know the few instances of like seeing Ireland in comics growing up, like it meant a lot and it's mm. cool seeing it. Yeah. Like it, it, there was a Hellblazer book where Constantine gets off the ferry in Dunleary after coming from Hollyhead and he's like, I was just mm-hmm. like, holy crap, that's where... No, that's he, where... Um, no, he's flying back from America and they're to land in Dublin and yeah. he goes on a pub crawl with yes. his friend. I've done that pub crawl. <laughs> oh, no I way. Did, yeah, I did it for my birthday one year because you can see, if you look, you can see the pubs that they Which go to. That? Um, so yeah, I've done I've done that pub crawl a couple of times. Um, you know, the same same from I remember as a kid, and you see um, the flashback to GPO where Cassidy's mm. yeah. and things like that, like definitely had an impact on me. You know, and 
you know, I'm very, very fucking grateful and happy and everything, but everything that's gone at, at Marvel, but like, um, or what was it? Once Jeff Parker wrote a scene where the Thunderbolts are in um, the burn. Um, mm, no way. Uh, and I remember he wrote the script like T apostrophe Thunderbolts because I could never pronounce Thunderbolts right. <laughs> but, um, but that stuff is, look, it's fun. It's nice to do something that kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want everything I do to be Irish based, but like, yeah. So you say but, time for time isn't nothing Irish in that at all. Batteries of it along the way. You know, old dog, you know, he's second generation Irish. So his dad was Irish and that's why he'd be able to go there in issue six. Um, but yeah. you know, it's not going to be all about Ireland or anything. Um, I don't want to pigeonhole everything in there. No, you don't. No, of course. Yeah. But it is nice if you are a creator who ha- is able to be making projects, it is nice to kind of be injecting some of your own culture into, into stories or doing a book. That is like with Bog Bodies and Savage Town, I wanted to do books where if you were American, you picked up a graphic this and you'd be like, oh, this is an Irish graphic novel, mm, mm, you know? Yeah. Or if you were from Ireland, you could pick it up and go like, oh, this is a graphic novel. Uh, you know, like I, I want, I want to, I would like, I was, I, I, like my, I was just talking to my girlfriend, she gave, she gave Bog Bodies to her, un- to her uncle, you know, mm. that's what I want. I want like your dad was, to be able to read I, that. I was literally just going to say, uh, the guys might remember, I found a signed copy of Savage Town and I gave it to my dad for Christmas. He's from Limerick City. So, oh, uh, okay. And then he read it and he fucking loved it. He thought it was great. He that's exactly what I wanted. He literally called me like, say if I was home a couple of days later, he called me and was just kind of like, oh yeah, so I heard things about it. Like, I, I, geez, I read that book and I was like, oh, what did you think? He's like, yeah, yeah, like really good. I was like, oh, awesome. I was like, I got to give him bug bodies next, you know? But yeah, uh, no, that's, that's exactly what I wanted. Like something I wanted, because to me, crime comics, crime is a genre that's huge in Ireland, like be it like film, yeah. TV, you podcasts, know, books. Everything. Yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Um, but like, so, so genre wise, it should do huge. But the medium isn't particularly popular in the country. So I was hoping if I could do a book that was very locally accessible, like mm. in, in terms of like what the story was, that maybe, maybe you could sell, like, don't be wrong, man, I'm not going to make a fortune selling graphic novels in Ireland, like, you know, but I would have liked maybe there was a kind of a crossover appeal there. And whereas mm. with America, they're, they're, they, I mean, they're going to read graphic novels anyway, like crazy. So it's just, it's more locally, it's more specific. But weirdly, Americans are totally fine whether the accent ever bothered them. They were mm. all in, which was great. So yeah. it means, you know, it's a way of having a book successful on two fronts. And yeah. it did well in America. I, w- I would have, I would have liked, I would like those books to do better in Ireland because I'm, I'm kind of making for an Irish audience as well. Yeah. I don't like, you know, the Irish scene is great, but it's just, you know, in terms of like, is it, like, it's not strong enough, basically. You know what I mean? Like, it's still, the, the number of say of people who would appreciate that in Ireland is is much smaller than the number of people who appreciate it abroad. It's true, but like you give it to your dad, so how would your yeah. how else could your dad find it if it was this in Eason's, yeah. if it was in the if it was in the Dublin airport, you know, if it yeah. was like a thing you could yeah, just pick true. up easily. Got a bit of a push, you know? yeah. But it's just distribution. There's all these different kind of like blocks against it, but yeah. you know, without the content, you can't do anything so I, I wanted to at least try and at least make some of that material so who knows maybe in 10 years it'll all change and everyone's going to be buying all those books for now yeah but, but you, know, you can't buy them if they don't exist this is it yeah and it is important to make these things because it just it sets a precedent doesn't it where kind of like you know anybody in this in this country can be like well you know there is a market there you know mm-hmm. uh whatever kind of market is there it, it's there you know and your yeah. helping obviously paved the way for that market so there will be a knock-on effect for sure you know Hundred uh, percent. Here's 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 open. Just because I yeah. like that type of stories, so if there were more, yeah. of them I'd be happy. 
I mean, yeah, for sure. some of it was kind of like I was waiting for somebody else to do it, but they didn't. So I'm like, eh. yeah, I could. It, yeah, and, and I, I, I like it's like I could probably do it. Yeah, and then I did, and then especially you know, if you're writing it, you're not, you're not, you're not kind of over encumbered with all the workload. You know, you're sharing yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I yeah. mean, I pimped the hell out of it when it came out. I did. I probably spent more, way more time promoting the book than I ever did writing it. <laughs> fair, but, fair. Um, but I was really proud of it, and I loved what Gavin did. And I just, it's just a nice tight. Yeah. You know, story. Ray, Whereas Ray Bob, Bob, Savage Town was a bit broader in scope, but like mm-hmm. I liked, I like both for what they are. You know, I like the um, kind of. I won't go into the dough on the spoiler if people haven't read it, but um, that kind of, I would say, paranormal twist to a degree, mm-hmm. and I loved sure. it. Loved it. You know, great stuff. Uh, that's a, great, it's a great matter stuff. of interpretation whether it's paranormal, yeah. there is paranormal. Yes, but, I like, but I like that ambiguity too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I didn't want to. I don't know how to phrase it as such, but great mm. stuff, great stuff. Oh, thanks, man. No, I, the, I, I loved that book. What do you think the difference between, like, you know, in France in particular and Spain to an extent, like they've got a really strong kind of comic culture, France especially, mm. and I've, we kind of have a history of being a very visual culture, and then somewhere along the way, we're just not, you know, kind of tapped into tapped into images in the same way, despite having this, you know, history of, you know, whether it's Harry Clark or the Book of Kells or things like that, you know, we've got a very distinct kind of visual culture and history and yet... And a storyteller, storytelling. And, story, and storytelling yeah. in particular, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, why... Is it somewhere along the way, is it to do with, you know, art as a profession, the way it's viewed, that, you know, we, we just don't have the same appreciation for for comics? Have any I of you either thought about that or... No, yeah, I have. I think, I think, I think it's a bit more of the the latter. I don't think there is much visual appreciation mm. in Ireland. If it's literary, you know, arts council will trip over themselves. Um, I mean, I come like I have an education in fine art, um, and nothing made me hate fine art more than <laughs> studying it for four years. And um, there's such load of bollocks. But um, um, I do think, in general. No, I don't think there is much appreciation for visual. Like even growing up, like it's like, like again, why would you do that unless there's some money in it? You know, um, that kind of attitude. It never was not particularly taken seriously. Um, where I was when I was growing up, um, even now people are kind of amazed that. But I just think people have a very poor visual appreciation for anything visual that at any, like what how a water bottle is designed, furniture, things like that. But like I think, and I think, Irish culture are the the heads of the culture whatever you would call them are way more into literary than mm-hmm. visual um now that's one thing as far as comics you would think it would be perfect medium for because like kevin saying we'll be such a great history of storytelling um but i think we we're more like the british than we are the europeans in certain numerous ways you know yeah of course clearly yeah. because of the language and whatnot in our history but um um but I don't know, like, I know, like, I, they do read more in France, but, like, I don't think their artists do particularly well there. Sure. I think it's a just lot like, of people you know, have, sorry, what? No, just, just like, you know, from browsing, like, comic shops in France, like in Paris, and you wouldn't see, like, almost everything there is by a French writer or an artist. Sure. And these stories that I've just, I've only kind of seen in France, and there's obviously enough of a market for people to, not, not that they necessarily make, a great living, but that they're like they're, there's characters in French comic books that I've never. Sure, heard I'm, of. Also, I'm, they, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure the books you saw, them, you know? 
I'm sure the books you saw looked amazing as well. Like yeah, the, exactly. The, yeah. the quality yeah. is incredible. Like you know, um, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I I would love if there was more comics literacy in mm. in the country. Um, I think it would take. Like I had an idea at one stage to try and maybe like hire some kind of um, some kind of um, ad, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um lobby kind of group or like mm-hmm. arrange a lobby group where like they could approach you know bookstores all russian around the bots. country sorry russian bots that's it yeah <laughs> they're modern day equipment. i should have done i should have done that store the deck with <laughs> yes. I mean, still time. if there was if there if there was somebody who could approach bookstores all around because the thing is like there is yes there's comic book um, shops in dublin or what have you but there aren't in every town but every town has got a bookshop and if there was somebody who could basically make a catalog of like what of irish creators the books that they've done and talk to bookstores about like that these books exist and like you know arrange signings or like have have someone who can like spread the word about the fact that there are irish creators in the country doing books for like and i don't mean the small press i mean like actual publishers like dw image marvel or whatever Mm -hmm. it is you know and i would i would say better it be like creator own books Rather than say Deadpool, because they, you yeah. don't need to sell Deadpool, but um, you know that would just be you'd need somebody that would need to be a part-time job for somebody who could do that, or and, someone, yeah, someone with the kind of the the, the knowledge, to know how to kind of be like a diamond, set up their own. Yeah. So you know, well, also there's also distribution issues. Yeah. You know, I went into my my lo- the local bookshop here is just to see if I could get anything that I've worked on in, and they like just distribution issues, and look. I'd love to get in on that and try to figure it out, but I'm trying to make a living doing my books, you know. That's so, it, yeah. but I would, if there was a way somebody could get on that, or we could form some kind of organization that paid somebody to do that for us, and you know, I think part be... of it has to do with the the schools as well. That, like you said, you know, in you know the kind of attitude towards comics in That's good point, in Limerick, whatever. Whereas, like my experience, kind of in art college, it's just. You know, people turn their nose up at it, you know, and it's it, it doesn't even matter what the stories are, just the fact that it is a it's a it's as viable and uh worthy a, a medium as, yeah, as like, anything else, like, you know. And to get a bit saucy, like, you know, I, I went to art college and look, I'm not having a go at anybody in my class if anybody ever hears this, so all shit. don't get me wrong, but um <laughs> shit. no, but like um I'm probably doing better than most like sculptors or or painters. I mean, I, I know one guy in a year ahead of me who's very successful. He's probably doing fucking brilliant. Connor Harrington's his name, and he's like incredible painter. I'm sure he's he's fantastic. Does, yeah, he looks like he's doing gangbusters. Like, um, but there's for every Connor Harrington, there is what? How many other people in that class who actually stick with it, or are able to stick with it, or are making money enough to get by? I've been doing this for when was when. Freak Show was what 2008, 2006. It's like I'm near. I'm doing this over 15 years, and mm. I've never been stuck for a job. Never, you know. Now, don't do me wrong. <clears throat> I've done very well out of luck in, in a lot of ways, but there's other artists who are making a decent living doing doing comics. I would say more so than half the fine art. Well, I, I don't know. To be honest, I have actually but, don't know any hard numbers, but I don't see a such huge success rate with with. I think Connor even of- dropped out, did he? Or, or I remember somebody, a friend of mine is friends with Connor, and I, I remember them oh, saying fi- quite a while he back. 
think he finished, but he, I mean, he hated okay. college. He hated yeah. like I remember he had shown them pieces because he did, a, a, he's done pieces in Cork recently. He did one years ago in the skate shop in primetime. Oh, nice. piece of his there. And that, I mean, that's been there 15 years, at least maybe longer. But um, I remember yeah, hearing it, just like that, that, sorry. Dude, he did a lot of pieces with like this kind of one figure, this kind of like shaved head guy with a beard around yeah, Cork yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was my roommate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Limerick for years, like, um, uh, yeah. I just remember hearing that 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 the people there in the school, like, they they didn't like his stuff. No, he, he Connor did a talk at Offset, this design festival in Dublin, and uh, I think there should have been a drinking game for every time he said out the tutors that would didn't 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 like what he was <laughs> oh, doing. Really? Yeah, like, I was laughing because I know because I know Connor and he's a lovely fella, um, but like he sounded so bitter. <laughs> Yeah, you know, would you be honest? He was, he was, he was better, but, you know, and he definitely yeah, understandable. Yeah, but yeah. I gotta say, like as I said earlier, like being told art wasn't for me as a career, you know, in first year of college, mm. and then pushing through it, and I kind of say finishing, then five years later in Ballyfermot, uh, and like um, I had to interview. There's a teacher, and he had this job basically. One of the lecturers had this job opportunity for students where they could get paid money to do these caricatures for family members and stuff like that. Like it was an online thing, whatever, you know. And I interviewed mm. for it, and I think I got one of the places. But then I approached the lecturer afterwards, uh, let's say a couple of weeks later, uh, it was by the end of the, towards the end of the year. And I said to him that I've got an apprenticeship in a tattoo studio and that uh, I will be kind of uh, saying no to the to the opportunity to do the caricature things, you know. And he was just like, ah, man, big mistake, big mistake, you know. And it's like 12 years later and I'm like, like no more than yourself and stuff like success rate out of the class is low, you know. And yeah. I've managed to forge just a steady consistent career for myself making art for the last 12 years you know mm. um, obviously tattooing is you know it's a different machine and it's a different in some ways i mean look in some ways maybe that you hearing that was the best thing for you because it put you on the path to be yeah. you know these things these things these harsh things that are told to you aren't necessarily bad things like you know yeah a friend of mine was in design course in a illustration course in the in the states and they were told like look to the left look to the right like none of these people will like you won't like they won't be making it yeah. You know, we're like, you know, harsh stuff to hear, but don't think they were wrong. Um, but this I is think it, it's like, my, thing, my, my, my thing, though, with, 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 like, I just feel that the amount of kind of money gets thrown around in the art world, whereas, like, a bit of money to a, to an up-and-coming Irish comics creator, like, a, a small amount of money could get, see them and make, get a book made. Mm. Like, it's not a whole, I mean, it's a chunk of money, don't get me wrong, but it's like in the scheme of where you th people are throwing crazy money in for installations and stuff, you could set up a young creator to help them start their career. But they don't take, the, the Arts Council do not take comics seriously. I think no. a small handful of people have gotten stuff done through there, but I think you have to know what you're doing as well. Like, I've never, I've never tried, so I'm, you know, I can't say for sure, but I know enough people have tried and they just get no support. And I mean, Look at what's coming out of the country right now. How many how many people work? I'm gonna forget people, but like Nate Stockman, Will Sliney, Stephen Mooney, um, Nick Roach, um, Stephen Byrne, um Keen Tormey. Keen Tormey, Rory Coleman. Is there um, a McCormick guy? McCormick or something, is it? Doing is, is he doing stuff for image spawn or is that Keen? No, that's sorry, Kev Kev um Keen. Is that it? Kev Key, maybe. Yeah, no, there's some some guy. I, I, he was doing some. He was doing some DC stuff as well. Maybe this year as well. I can't remember. But there's a handful. There's a handful. I mean, I'm more than a handful, man. Like, and then yeah. what about colorists? Yeah. Like you know, um, 
Ruth Redmond, Chris, uh, um, uh, Chris, Connor's my book. What's his second name? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he knows we who he is. We let it You know, <laughs> yeah, like Ruth, um, um, uh, it, sorry, it's, it's getting late. My, my, my brain's a bit fried. Um, that there's like seven brilliant colorists in the country, you know, and then actually we're underrepresented by writers, you know, like it's, we're, we're like, it used to drive me mad how the 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 the, Eng- the Brits will always go on about like the British invasion of the eighties, but like I think there's been an Irish invasion in the last five years. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just mainly artists, so nobody gives a shit. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> but but yeah, sorry, but that, that's just my point. Is like, you know, a lot of those people have just made their careers themselves, and there's you know voices outside of what we do, which can get into Marvel, DC, or Image or whatever. Like you know, but that that don't have that you know they'd be better served by a first second or no brow or something else mm. and where do they go it's much harder for them and so a little bit of support could set up a lot of new young interesting creators out of the country and i just yeah no, i don't i don't sound bitter because it's not like i've been denied any of this stuff i've done well but i do i do would like to see more I'd like to see like, the industry do better here, you know. This is probably like a stupid thing to say. But I was talking to a friend about this recently enough, but it was kind of a case like, you know, people obviously if they're struggling or whatever, they can't get a job, they can sign on to the dole, you know, which is fine. It's there, you know, people can use it. Been there, done that. Yeah, but it's like it should, there should be some sort of where like if you're a creative artist or whatever it may be, uh, you can sign up for this, and it's just like like you're getting paid to be an artist then, and like encourage the arts, give people an avenue mm. where you can do it, you know. Did and you see, you know, they do they do have that recent thing don't they the, that's exactly what i was about to say they, they they're yeah. doing a, t- a pilot scheme on the universal basic income and they opened it up to artists applications so i saw um uh, ian fay on twitter yeah uh, so he got a yeah fair play to him he, he got it yeah um, i mean he's been working his whole off and i remember him talking about you know issues he had with um you know patreon and some of his sales platforms and around how they were paying out during the pandemic and you know mm. like He's got the skills too, like his stuff's absolutely really come on. Um, so, so that's, so that, that's like, I mean, from my pitching and moaning, that, that is a good thing. I'm glad that's mm-hmm. that's there, like you know, yeah, um, but um, but as regards like encouraging it in like the art form does not get any respect at all. Mm. Well, not in this podcast, we're big comic book fans and we're going to keep supporting. <laughs> Uh, supporting the industry and advocating for it as much as we can. Um, thank you very much, Declan, for all of your time this evening. Thank you, Declan. Um, thank you, guys. Thanks for thank you, letting me rant there. Late, and I think that's <laughs> as natural a way to end it as we possibly can. <laughs> Mr. Inbetween was a great me- recommendation. Good luck with Old Dog. We'll all be buying it. And we'll oh, be, thanks, man. We'll I, great. It. That's three. Three. I'll take that. Three. three, 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 three <laughs> well, <laughs> to be honest, I'll probably just buy it and, and, and lend it to the lads. God damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of my time. <laughs>